0: Welcome guys to another episode of Facility and Property Management Secrets Radio. I am your host, Javier Lozano, with CMI Mechanical. Uh, as if you may not know, CMI Mechanical is a national HVAC and refrigeration company. And we try to host these podcasts, not on a weekly basis, but as much as we can because we all have busy lives. And we've got a very special guest uh, in this podcast. Uh, this is Troy Batchelor with Corrigo. He is the director of sales uh, for Corrigo on the retail side. And Troy really brings in a lot of value, in my opinion. Um, what was crazy is how Troy and I kind of met. It was literally just a post in the Connects community where I was just posting something about just wanting to interview some either facility managers or property managers and even vendors. And I had a few you know, a few stuff in there. Troy did a little snooping around, looked at what, I, what I'm what i all about. And he saw that there are some similarities to what he does, uh, just as kind of a way of branding himself, but also in the other industries. And so he, him and I kind of geeked out a little bit, you know, and so <laughs> we started talking about people that we follow, people we enjoy listening to, and just kind of our philosophy of sales and marketing. And, you know, what's really cool is, is that for me, as a nerd, I like to geek out with other people that think simultaneously how I do. And so Troy is here to kind of share a little bit more about his knowledge uh, in the multi-site retail, his background, um, what Corrigo has to offer. This is not a pitch for Kriego. This is more of a just a way of learning more, how to improve. But what I think is even amazing is that Troy even talks about, and he's gonna kind of share, is that he works on both sides. He works with the facility managers, but he also works with vendors. And so he sees both sides. And so we wanna make this a win-win for everybody. Uh, So Troy, I'm not gonna take away your thunder by any means. Um, (laughs) So this is Troy. So Troy, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, so Troy Batchelor, uh, I have been in the retail industry since I was 16. Uh, it was one of my very first jobs. Went to work in a grocery store, bagging groceries. Uh, you know how a lot of people get their uh, start in retail uh, as a kid, and ended up actually growing up through retail. Uh, got my first management job in retail when I was 18. Uh, managed stores. I think I've done every single job there is in retail. Uh, for a number of different different companies so that's that's actually actually what what I did 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 for uh, right right at about 30 years and then yeah Yeah, so uh, manager manager of operations operations, district manager store manager assistant manager manager, 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 you know you name it I did it um and and, and, and we we could spend all day day talking talking stories about that kind of stuff ended up um actually leaving retail and went to the retailer we would have called the dark side Okay. <laughs> uh, and became uh, a sales director for a service organization and actually it was pretty funny because it was one of the I was one of the customers in my retail career when I was manager of operations for Babies R Us at the time I was actually a customer and ended up years later we connected through LinkedIn and actually connected and i got my job as the business development uh, director there for that service company so i've actually worked for 10 years on the service side of things selling back to the retail organizations
0: interesting and then
1: yeah yeah so uh, i did live in the retail world majority of my career but then also flipped over and became part of the service organization so i understand it from the service provider side as to you know, the different challenges you deal with in connecting with folks on the retail side. It's um, it's unique, to say the least. Yeah. But uh, but then, uh, just recently, I have been, uh, joined the Corrigo team, um, yeah. and Corrigo is a CMMS platform, ultimately streamlining everything related to a work order from end to end, from the requester end, all the way to actually paying the invoice. So anything that touches that work order, uh, Carico streamlines, tracks, makes it easier for the FMs and the organizations to utilize the information uh, that you gather. Because, you know, as retailers, we know that you literally do hundreds, if not thousands, of work orders on a regular basis. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about me and uh, how long I've been around the industry um, and have to where I am today. No, that's
0: awesome. And, you know, that's something that I... As I was looking through your LinkedIn profile and kind of seeing where you're at, like I really, I think it's awesome that you've you've done a little bit of everything, but it's still in the retail space, if you will, um, mm-hmm. you know. And what has kind of drawn you to stay in for such a long time? I mean, thirty plus years, if you will, uh, in one industry. I, I know you've done a little bit of a little bit of both, you know, but it's yeah. still in the same space. Like, what is it that you really enjoy about it?
1: You know, um, I would say for folks. Retail is one of those things you either love or you hate. There's okay. really no in-between. Yep. Um, and when you're in the stores, uh, the, the thing you love most is that interaction with the customer. And, you know, it's every day is different. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as one day is the same as the next. Yep. Um, and so it's that constant ongoing things and people like, uh, I like to work at that pace. I like, I like to have 15 different, different projects going on at one time. If you <laughs> run a store, that's the way it works. Yep. Um, you know, life is never how you plan it. Yeah. Um, now, and I think the reason that I've stayed in that industry is because as I grew up through retail, you have to remember where you came from. And okay. everything relates back to how does that, how do you help that store team interact with their guests Yep. More efficiently, better, because that's where you've got to have the support. Yeah. All the rest of the folks at corporate and all those kinds of places, they do nothing but support their customer who then supports the customer who's paying everybody, right? Exactly. Yep. And so the cool part for me when I went into the operations team, so I went into corporate, I was manager of operations, worked at the corporate office uh, for a number of years. Um, and you, you see a very, very different side of an organization than you do in the field. Yeah. Um, but the cool part is you also get to solve these bigger projects, so how can you make a much bigger impact? And I always enjoyed that project management-type atmosphere, and I think that's why when I left retail, I still wanted to be connected to it. Yeah, to some, to some degree. degree. Yeah. And, what and what I got, I got to do is instead of working on projects for one company, now I'm working on projects for a lot, lot of different companies. Yes. How can I, can I help, help a lot of different companies serve their customers, their customers better? Yep. And, and that's, that's really, really, I think, what has kept, what kept me around the retail industry, industry is uh, ultimately, ultimately my passion, passion is how do you get a better customer, customer experience at the store the level. level? Yeah. And that – because I'm a customer. And as, As a, a retailer, retailer and a customer, nothing pisses me off more <laughs> when I walk into a store and I'm not treated well or the is not right. And, you know, I'm it's like, God, like, ah, this this could be, be so much, much better.
0: Right? You know, and I'm I'm happy you said a couple things that really kind of like triggered me on this in a good way is service. You know, you seem to be a, a big guy about service. And some people are really designed around servicing other people. And that is great. And if you're self-aware of knowing that is what you're good at and you love it, then do it, you know. Um, The other part that I love as well, too, that you mentioned is customer experience. And I don't know about you, but I go into restaurants. I go into, you know, facilities of, you know, that are, you know, like, for instance, my daughter's uh, dance studio. I'll go in and I'll start kind of like seeing how things are, like what the experience is like, you know, all this stuff. And everywhere I go, I look at what the customer experience is and I take mental notes. And I think that is something that's so critical that a lot of us are missing, Um, not just as business owners, not just as, you know, store managers, but seeing the entire spectrum of the experience from the minute that someone drives into the parking lot and puts their car in park and gets out. You know, yep. and the experience starts there, um, and I think that's the biggest. And and I've never been a facility manager, but that's one of the biggest challenges that a facility manager has to adapt and understand is that experience is starting from the minute they pull into that parking lot.
1: You know, and well, and I would even argue, though, Javier, I would argue that it actually starts before that.
0: Okay, right. right.
1: Tell In me the fact that you. Sp- Companies spend millions of dollars yeah. marketing to a customer base or yes. to their unique guest, right? Yes. And they're building an image. Yep. The reason that you chose to drive your car to that location and park at the parking lot and to get out yep. was driven by they built a relationship with you up to that point. Yes. Now the challenge becomes delivering on – what you have been talking about yes. and that image and that thing. So it actually starts before yep. the relationship, because as a customer, you have certain expectations when you drive up to the location. Now you may not consciously think about it. What is, this, is the, you know, are there shopping carts everywhere? Or is the landscaping taken care of? Do the parking lots look good? Can my wife go shop there and the lights actually work, right? And, and she can see her way to get from the parking lot into the store. All of that plays into – those are general expectations. Yeah. Right? But what's so weird is how much some of that nobody pays – now, facility managers pay conscious attention to it. Yes. As a store manager, if you've ever run a store, you can get so tunnel-visioned that you see absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. but the next task that you have to do. Yeah. And that's really what the corporate office and those folks have to support – that manager uh, in the field to be able to quickly execute on those and quickly deal with that kind of stuff and that's really what goes back to that customer experience yeah. so it's all intertwined and all plays in that part together
0: and you know I'm happy you hit all that cuz I, I 100% agree with you on on what where you're coming from on that um and it's it, it's there's so many steps you know before that moment that that person steps into that facility and it doesn't matter if you're a mom and pop shop it doesn't matter if you're a multi-site oh. facility with, you know, 20,000 locations, you've got expectations to deliver, you know? Absolutely. And if you don't deliver on those expectations, that's revenue loss, that's, that's potential business loss, reputation loss, and all that stuff is invaluable in my opinion. Um, Absolutely. You know, so uh, you, what I want to kind of discuss a bit more is that, like, with your position with Carigo and, and your background, um, you see a lot of common problems that facility managers are facing. And it's almost as though they're mounting up because you've got technology that is just evolving now. Okay, mm-hmm. especially in this space. I mean, everything from CMS, CMMSS, to um, to like asset management, to other things like there's so much stuff. Um, I mean, so I'm assuming there's probably a technology like oh my gosh, my brain's gonna blow up. But like, what are some things that you hear a lot about when you talk to FMs? that they're struggling with what are their challenges i mean what is it that you you're like this is i know they're going to say this again say this again because i hear it all the time
1: well you know it's funny because it's actually pretty simple it's about it's about really giving uh having access to the information okay that you can use to action on right there's so much data and there's so much information out there that You've got to have a way of somehow teaching a system, teaching somebody how to filter that data so that you can deal with and prioritize those issues very quickly. Yep. And, I, and that goes back to, you know, I mean, yes, technology has made things so much easier as it relates to gathering all that data and consolidating it and giving you something you can action on yep. but go back to it let's take technology away it's okay. no different than 25 years ago as a store manager and i'm walking the whole location with a legal pad right i'm yep. still making a list of all the different things that have got to be done that day yeah and then now prioritizing it and then doling it out and getting it done that day yeah so it's not the it's not different as to what the, the things that we're doing. Yep. It's a matter of the tools have changed. Gotcha. And how do you get better at using the tools? And sometimes there's a fear of that change, right? How do you help a company uh, change, make those changes from executing in the field, making it simpler, all the way to the manager who can say, I can run a report really easy in this new technology. Right. We are so used to and so comfortable in what we do. It's hard sometimes to say, you know what? I need to consciously step out and make that change.
0: Yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. You know, and so, so would you say that's like, that's like a kind of a common thing that you see whenever you talk to an FM or RFM um, in in these conversations is like gathering this data and then how do you use it? How do you leverage it? Um, and, And do you have any kind of like, thoughts about that? Because the thing is, is that data in my opinion today is more valuable than anything else, okay? Um, Whether it's a email list, you know, whether it's data that you're tracking on how your HVAC is running, uh, on on how many fixes you're getting per month, uh, whether it's, whatever it is, data is is invaluable in my opinion, but it's about if you're using it incorrectly or you don't know how to use it, is that, I mean, do you see those kind of things?
1: Yeah, so I think part of it is the simplicity of getting the data that you need into the system. So how do you make it an extension of what that person in the field is doing? So be it a store manager or a technician in the field, it has to fit into their regular routine, right? And so and be simple to use. Yeah. Because, because as a store manager, facilities is maybe this much of what, what you're actually dealing with. Maybe, it, you know, a, a, a tenth of, of what, what you're, you're dealing, dealing with, with on a daily, daily basis. basis. Yeah. So, so if, if you can't, as you walk into the building, into the building notice that the, the lights, lights are out, quickly pull up your and phone, up your phone and, report and report it and send a work, work, work order before you ever get into the building. Mm-hmm. Then that's a challenge, right? Right there. I had to make it easy on you to get that information into the system, right? Gotcha. Yep. So, tracking all of that. So, go back to the corporate office decision. The corporate office decision is I need very robust information to make the decisions that I need to make for capital planning and all that kind of stuff. In order to do that, I've got to have all that information tracked. Yep. Right, yeah, and have it easily accessible to all the people who need it, but, but I also, also have something have to have something that's as simple for the field and the technicians to use to know and be able to confidently count on the data that's being entered. Because gotcha. that's the other piece that what we hear from FMs is um, one, I don't have a way to track all that information and give people status updates, and then yep. the other on the other end is that I don't necessarily trust the data. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. It's, it's kind of like, like if you, you have ever entered a, a, an address an into your GPS yeah. and you know that you, you have an idea in your mind that it's going to take me this direction, yep. and all of a sudden it throws you a wrench and says, no, you're going to go out here and take a right, not a left. You go, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. It's wrong. It's, it's not wrong. wrong. The, the deal is you told it, I, I want to get the fastest way. way. Yeah. Right?
0: That makes sense. And and that's a very
1: good analogy. Go and, and what happens is you go out with an expectation, with an expectation is, I'm going to go out, take a left and go down here like I normally go, and then, but I just needed the directions to, to kind of validate 56, what I was doing. Yeah,. Right? And, and so, so like, like the GPS, GPS, what may happen is, may is with the, the information, information it's going to go out there and tell you, tell you to take a right. right. What, what you, you don't know is there's a wreck on that interstate that's going to be a 45-minute wait, so it's taking you a different route. Yeah. you've got to trust. The data you yeah. gotta trust the system, the system that you're using and, and that's really what, what i hear from, from most fms is they, is they don't trust the system that, that they're using
0: interesting that's now would you say the trust that they don't have a lot is it because of lack of lack of knowledge or they've been burnt on other things that claim they did something um is it i mean is there something on uh, is it an internal thing like let's face it like my in-laws, slightly older, my my parents, same thing. Like they don't always trust technology. They're like, I don't know about this. Is is it is it a little bit of everything? Like, what do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah I, think I think it's, it's a, little a little bit of everything. everything. I mean, there, there are, are a lot, lot of, of good systems, systems out there. I'm, I'm not, not going to spend, spend time knocking, our, you know, other systems. Oh, for sure. Um, but, but the flip side is that it's about um, everybody, everybody wants, wants to flip a switch and have it easily turned on. on. Mm-hmm but the work you put into making sure that the system you have yep. does exactly what you want it to do and can grow with you in other words uh your needs today will change in a year from now or two years from now yep. can that system you choose today and define today be configured to make those changes and grow with you and that's really the type of systems that you're looking at and yeah. the challenge that i see is we are we so want a system to be up and running quickly that mm-hmm. we're not willing to put in the effort to make sure that that, that, that deployment goes well, uh, and that's really what you know. Teams know, like ours at Krego, we have to focus on how do we help those end customers uh, get that deployment, make sure, sure that folks are trained and adopted to it, so that you can trust the data that's in the system. system.
0: And I was just going to ask you that is like is that something that you guys do at Krego? Is is that you're, obviously, you're educating them on the features and benefits of the product. We all get that. But are, are you guys also saying, okay, I know it sounds weird, but this is what I need you to do. You're going to do step one, step two, step three. It's going to spit this out. We're going to keep doing this. We're going aggregate some data. And then from there, we're going to learn how to make better decisions.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, think everybody, everybody would probably tell you, tell you that same thing, that that's, that's what they do. They're, they're gonna, gonna hold hands and, 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 walk and walk you through the process and make it as easy as, easy as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably true to some degree. I can't speak to others, but sure. I can speak to is the fact that um, you want it, we invest that time up front to make sure that once it's deployed that it truly is a usable system. And I'm always asked, so what makes you different than everybody else? Yep. You, you want me, want me to, to tell you the, the difference, difference from, everybody from everybody else? Go for it. Every, everybody, <laughs> everybody else doesn't, doesn't have, have me. me. You know what? I love that.
0: That's, I mean, that's, I, that's
1: perfect. Really <laughs> what it amounts to is I've been trying to, you know, everybody can say, well, we got this bell and we got this whistle and we got this little widget and we got that little widget. Yeah. Fantastic. Those are all great things. The difference to me, and I would say this of any team member, is that, that difference is they don't have me. Yep. And then the reason I say, and I'm not all that special, but what I do have is I have 30 plus years experience of living it, and I understand the challenges that you're going through, yeah. and I can yeah. help walk through through it. That's not always an easy process for anybody, and I'm not going to lie for sure. And, yeah, but, but I'm going to challenge you in, I'm going to call you on bullshit when you tell, you tell me that this is the way it works in the field <laughs> when you and I both know that that ain't the way it works in reality. Yeah. So. There's a difference between here's what we want and here's what reality is. Fantastic. Our job is to make those two meet. Yeah, that's
0: awesome because I, I think your approach on relating is so big. And I what I like about this too is this this is kind of I, – I know how you sell and market just by talking to you right now. And um, I'm a big listener to, to Donald Miller. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. Uh, Donald um, so, Miller. Donald Miller, you gotta you gotta listen to his podcast. It's called the Story Brand Podcast. Um, listening to his book right now. I bought some of his other stuff. Anyways, he talks about um, how to better improve your messaging, and that you want to make your customer the hero and us be the guide. And yep. you are placing yourself as the guide. You're relating with the hero, which is the customer. You're like, I know what you're struggling with. I've done it. I've been in this industry for this long. You know. And then all you're doing is you're giving them a tool and you're telling them how to use this tool and you continue to be the guide the entire time. And at the end, you still make them the hero. And I love your approach and all that. And you're doing that, you know, like because it just makes sense,
1: you know. Well, it's the interpreter too, to, to your, your point, point, the, the guide, guide, the hero, the, the interpreter, interpreter. You're all of those because things because, you know, know I mean, it's, it's funny because even a, a simple terminology, terminology difference. Uh-huh can make all the difference in the world. Here's a tech guy who's the developer and who's the person who's gonna train you how to use the system. Yep. And you're saying, I want a customized system. Yep. Okay? And the technician's saying, we have a configurable system. We don't customize it. Yep. Okay, well that's where the difference is, is that if you're actually saying exactly the same thing. Exactly. Customer says, I want it to be able to do this and do that. That's the that's the right language, right? And then the deployment person is saying, fantastic. We can click here, check this, do that, and we can make that happen. Uh-huh. There's the terminology difference. But yep. if you keep going, well, I want it customizable. Well, it's not customizable. It's configurable. Stop. It, it, it is. <laughs> it is the same. It's the same yes. exact thing. It's kind of like that's an end cap, that's an end display. No, it's an end cap no it's an end display okay but it's an end cap i want you to set the end cap no i'm going to set the end (laughs) display and i've heard it a hundred
0: times